All right. It's Friday night. And I'm live. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I just got done watching some uh, Elvis stuff here on YouTube. Um, Would have been fun to open the episode with a little Elvis, but, uh, you know. Copyright reasons. I uh, hope everyone's doing all right out there. It's been a little while since I've done a little off-the-cuff uh, solo Ham Palace Live. Here in the studio, uh, drinking some water. I'm getting ready to soak my feet. Um, but uh, not going to quite yet. Not until I do this episode. I'm going to do it as a little reward to myself. Uh, first up, uh, I want to congratulate, uh, I believe it's Ripiverse 59 for getting his comic book company going and first issue going. And, uh, this is an amazing step and, and, uh, counterculture of the comic industry and entertainment in general of, going out and putting your stories out there and not waiting to get them approved by major companies. And, uh, yeah, just keep putting it out there. And so I got to, got to applaud him for doing that. Uh, it's definitely inspired me to, uh, um, follow in the footsteps of, uh, young Ripa there. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting this comic. And uh, it's great. I think it is stupendous uh, for people to kind of go out there and do it. Now, the thing about him is that he did his own. Uh, he built his own YouTube channel for a while there. So that does help. Uh, YouTubing does help. To, you know, build a name for yourself to, uh, you know, get some backers. But I don't even think he really, I mean, he does have backers, but it's all, he did it through his website, which is incredible. He didn't do it necessarily through Kickstarter or Indiegogo. So, uh, incredible. Incredible. How one can do that. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's a little bit of, a little bit about the state of, the the comic industry. Um, really, honestly, I just read the old comics right now. I go back to the old, or, I, you know, really, I read them at the library, some of the old classics. And uh, to be re-inspired uh, to draw. And, uh, you know, I'm a bit behind on getting my uh, Rage Number 4 printed out. I kind of fell behind because of work reasons and local reasons. Uh, but at the end of the day, they're reasons. And I need to get on that uh, because... 
the local conventions are creeping up and I need to get my comic out there. I need to get more consistent. Uh, looking at uh, an outside studio um, where I can go work on my art a lot more consistent, cons consistency, consist consistently and uh, without so many distractions and without the threat of construction keeping me from doing my actual work. There's a lot of construction. I've talked about this before. A lot of construction in Michigan. A lot. And uh, anyone that's listened to my uh, uh, On the Road uh, podcast can attest to that. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, what can I say? Uh, Top Gun? Top Gun's out there. I recommend everybody go see Top Gun over Thor Love and Thunder. Because <laughs> Thor's Thumb Love and Thunder, although I don't think your money, I don't think your money will be, it won't be wasted. It's just not as impressive as Top Gun Maverick. You know? Um, really? You know, and, and I'm kind of, you know, I'm hearing mixed things about Elvis. I'm not sure about that one. I think it's weird. I mean, I like Tom Hanks a lot, but I don't think the colonel had this weird accent. Uh, but I could be wrong about that. Um, somebody said that uh, they thought he had a southern accent, but Tom Cruise... Not Tom Cruise. Tom Hanks plays him with kind of a non-Southern accent. I'm not quite sure what kind of accent he's, he's using there, but maybe maybe he does a great job. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. What else? Uh, it's great. Again, it's great to see somebody leading the way in uh, the independent comic scene. And uh, making it happen. And that's exactly the steps that we need to take to just make things about story and less about agenda, less about quotas, you know. Uh, saw the trailer for Clerks 3. Uh, looks pretty fun. And uh, I saw an interview with uh, the main guy. What is the... Let me look him up. At a Comic-Con. I think it's Mike uh, O'Halloran or something. Let's see. Clerks. Three cast. There we go. Oh, no. Jeff Anderson. And they're interviewing him because he's got... Pretty much Kevin Smith's role in the movie. And, uh, you know, in, in the movie, his, his character decides to make a movie, you know. And uh, I like that the shots in it seem still. I, I like that this one doesn't seem as big and boisterous as Clerks 2. Clerks 2 felt very Hollywood to me. I always thought that all the Clerks movies... 
should be in black and white. You know, and they should be small. You know, no matter where out you you know one is in their career, because that's kind of how it started. Uh, so we'll see what happens here. Hopefully, it doesn't go too much off the rails. I thought the second one, although the second one was funny, I thought it went a little too silly. But uh, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, Jay and Silent Bob. You know, Jason Muse is definitely in a different part of his life right now. For sure. I mean, the whole cast is, but especially uh, Jason Muse and Kevin Smith, really, you know. But uh, so, yeah, I hope that's good. Uh, I hope Mallrats 2 eventually gets made. Uh, but if it doesn't, it's not the end of the world, but it would be cool. Um, not a fan of the He Man stuff. Haven't watched, I haven't watched it. So I reserve my right to not watch, not watch the Seaman venture. But Clerk Three, I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Kevin Smith is still a big inspiration, and uh, I really love that he's really getting aggressive on telling people it's like, uh, "Let's go and make your movie. Let's go, go do it." And that's pretty awesome because I think everyone. Uh, Thinks it's like no, I got to work my way up through the ladder of entertainment success, and and I feel at this point it just it takes you can do it, but I think it prolongs. And I'm I'm not saying it's a bad thing; it's a great thing to go out there and hustle, and get on a film set, and get on a crew, and uh, work your way up. But I think it's going to take longer than it should, when you really should just kind of make movies on your own. Now that being said. Making movies on your own is not easy. For one, you got to have a good script that you believe in. That's the number one, probably more than more so than it makes sense. Two, the script should make sense and it should be a good script. Um, but number one, I think trumps that if you have good passion, if you believe in the script, if you think it's funny or you think it's important that passion's going to show so i think that's a good thing to do uh have above a good script but a good script should definitely be up there especially when you have a super low budget so learning about writing the hero's journey um how to write uh screenplays or how to write short stories that mean something just research and uh you know, really delve into that process. And that's what I've been doing. I've been even making a game about uh, writing short films and, and writing in general. And uh, everything that I've learned, I put down in the flashcards. And I kind of relearn everything I've read and uh, make a game out of it. So that's what, that's, that's kind of like my new approach to learning things and uh, conquering things that I read and, uh, it's interesting. It's my, it's my, it's like my own little, uh, it's my way of being, uh, a mental Batman, I guess. So hopefully, uh, you know, the more I play the games, the more I can fine tune my inner processes of learning and applying myself from, 
playing the games and reading the books and applying it to my own life, whether that's financial, whether that's writing stories or uh, writing comedy, or learning a new system and role-playing or relearning uh, relearning 5th uh, edition D&D. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm, I'm back here. I'm back. I'm making these podcasts. I want to make sure they're good. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think maybe that's probably one of the reasons why I haven't recorded so much last month. And because I don't want to put anything out there and I don't want to, I don't want to talk too long to where it's like, you know what? He's just jibbing, jibbering and jabbering and he's just not getting anywhere here because I don't want to force the comedy. I could force the comedy on here and maybe I should try harder to be funnier because this is a partly a comedy, a comedy co- uh, podcast too. So I try to work that in, but it doesn't always, it's, I, I hate when comedy comes from an unsincere place about itself. So, uh, I, I, I do like trying out some jokes here and there. And maybe what I'll do is I'll talk about some of the jokes that have not gone, gone anywhere and, uh, kind of tell you, you know, cause I've been right trying to write uh, a joke a day if I can and, uh, creating a new set new comedy set for uh, <clears throat> open mics. And it's been an inter- interesting process, you know. Uh, I le- learned a little bit more co- about comedy writing. Uh, I took a little course on it online. Good stuff. You Udemy. So maybe I'll do that. I'll start telling you about the jokes I'm writing and you know, the ones that don't really go anywhere. Cause I don't want to tell you the jokes that I feel have potential because then they'll kind of be, you know, be one and done on here. Uh, although I might drop, I might drop one. I think it's fun, but, uh, uh, I like the, I like the St. Bernard joke. I thought the St. Bernard one was funny. Inspired by a super huge dog. I saw on the, on the street where I live. Um, had something to do with a dog taking over uh, uh, a person's home and kick, you know, pretty much uh, making the uh, making the the human uh, actually have a dog's role, you know. But anyway, yeah, uh, I've been reading a book called uh, "The Big Fish." I think that's what it's called, or something like that. It's about where to come up with ideas for stories and, and writing. And I have a lot of tools to help me come up with some ideas. Uh, Rory Story Cubes are fantastic. Um, I also use the Adventure Crafter book. Um, I use my friend's Onan cards. These are all good things to come up with uh, little story ideas, tools to inspire you because uh, I do believe that when you make a when you play a solo role playing game really what you're doing is you're creating a solo story 
uh, whether that comes from tables or random dice, you want to make a, a neat little story. And uh, those things help, and they help when you write a regular story too. So when I role play or do play D and D, I am kind of helping to feed that uh, imagination part of myself. But anyway, getting back to uh, Big Fish. Um, I've been integrating that into my writing or, or learning how to uh, write, get ideas for stories. Meditation. He goes deep into meditation. And he believes that if you just put in the work of, you know, regularly, regularly meditating, that you open your consciousness up and you go into a uh, unified field of sorts. And you open your mind up more to possibilities of stories and things to drop into your head uh, that might come seemingly come out of the ether out of nowhere. But um, he there I, there I think there is a point because a lot of times some of these ideas I get for stories come seemingly out of nowhere or from a visual I see on the street. For example, the joke about the St. Bernard. Well, I saw that on the street. But I was open to it. Um, I think being open to things that you see and things that you think is that you think are off uh, or or not the normal thing you would see oddities. I think that helps. Um, there's something to that. Although the the other tool I use is uh, this game called Untold, which is great about it's a great thing to. Um, uh, used to write a or come up with a story idea using Rory's Story Cubes. Um, I just did one to help me out with my Reg next Rage comic story, which I think is going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to doing that now. Um, also, making my own story dice from wood cubes. Uh, I think that's fantastic. And um, so what I do, I have these wood cubes, and I write on them in marker themes. So I'll say, okay, this is a comedy theme. And then another one I'll write, um, kind of person, uh, he's flirty or he's klutzy on another one. So I'll roll these dice together, and I'll see what comes up and see what kind of scenario I can make uh, that would, would be a story. Uh with a, a character or a situation and that helps as well. So I'm, I'm learning these new techniques to kind of get the fires going, my imagination going and they all help. They all help. Uh, Rory story cubes, by the way, are on, if you have a Google Chromebook or you just use Android a lot, the Google play store has Rory story cubes for super cheap that you can you can roll like all of them like you can buy each one for about a dollar and just roll them on on the app and it's fantastic so i came up with a story based on the medieval uh pair of pair of dice and i posted i i wrote a paragraph which could be the start of a story or it could be a story in itself and I posted it on my short stories page in Facebook. And uh, 
I thought that was fun. I think I might do a roll another uh, three dice and do the middle part of the story, and then I'll roll it or roll it again and do the end of the story. So, all good stuff. All good stuff to uh, to learn how to uh, how to tell stories because it's important. It's important. It, you know, if you're an entertainer. It's good to be able to improv things. And uh, yeah. So, uh, greatness entered the live studio. How you doing, greatness? Hope all is well. Uh, thanks for listening. What else? What else been going on? Well, Stranger Things. Just started watching Stranger Things on Netflix. Uh, I'm I I am not that impressed with the first episode so far. Um. I think it's kind of cheesy. Uh, and I'm a big D&D guy, too. And I still think it's it's a little cheesy. So we'll see. You know, I'll give them more of a chance. They're supposed to be... This is supposed to be a good season, everyone's saying. But I thought the last season suffered from a lot of cheesiness. And a, lot, a lot of, like, uh, eye-rolling. Um, the villain looked interesting, but... Uh, and it's neat that they have all uh, spoilers, by the way. Spoilers. Uh, Matthew Modine uh, has kind of come back as far as uh, uh, they're expanding on his, his character a little bit. But uh, oh, what else? Yeah, Netflix. I know Adam Sandler did a, uh, a live stand-up again where he's just doing stand-up in two different arenas or something like that. I'll have to watch that. I caught a little bit of that on there. Uh, but honestly, I just mostly watch a lot of YouTube, man. YouTube really it, it just gets me addicted, and uh, you know I love watching the the Robert Meyer Burnett and the John Campia stuff, and uh, it's just interesting. Uh, you know, I'm into the movie stuff. I'm into uh, comic tropes is another good one. We'll shout out the comic tropes. Um, he that's a fantastic one. He covers a whole bunch of uh, classic. Uh, comic book stories and artists and gives you the whole history and backstory on them. Just pretty much straightforward stuff. Real, uh, very, very little bias. Um, he pretty much calls it as it is. And, uh, yeah. So other than that, I've been working on my flip book, uh, which is in the works. It's going to be, uh, hopefully a hit on my, uh, 10 second cartooning channel on YouTube. I've been uh, dropping little short uh, shorts on there for updates on it. And it's basically a Stay Puff Marshmallow Kid uh, from Ghostbusters Afterlife and something happens to him. I'm going to just leave it at that. <laughs> and because uh, I don't want to say, if I just say one more word, the whole thing's spoiled because uh, it's pretty short. Uh, but it's interesting to do the process of this. Of, I don't. I probably this is like only a third or fourth flip book I've ever done in my life, so it's still a pretty new venture into doing them. And uh, so I pretty much took a a, flip, uh, a pad of paper from the dollar store, and I've you know drew on. It comes out to about I don't know, 90, 91 pages, and I'll flip through and I'll animate uh, in my computer program, and. Maybe I'll add a little sound effects, and uh, we'll see how it goes. And uh, 
I thought about doing a flip book as kind of like a little trailer for my comic. Uh, that still might be a possibility, but the amount of time that it takes to do a flip book is is a lot. So, uh, and I, I'd kind of rather use that time to work on my YouTube videos, my contents, kind con- you know, putting out uh, a video every week. So. So okay, well I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of wrap it up. I just wanted to touch base with you guys, and uh, greatness. Thanks for listening, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, still kind of playing the ukulele. I know once in a while I have a ukulele intro. Getting back into practice with that. That's that's good. Using the songbook uh, to kind of you know play some of the string notes and all that. And yeah. I haven't made a song in a while. I should get back to make writing songs again. Simple songs. Had a lot of fun with that. But uh, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, I plan to be back soon with uh, Daniel Wilson. I'm going to be checking in with him. Hopefully Sunday. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But thanks for listening. I, I also want to have uh, another Bond review. Uh, Spy Who Loved Me is next. So. Uh, Yeah, hopefully I'll have that out sooner than later. So thanks for listening. Long days, pleasant nights, everyone. Hope you're having a killer Friday.